0: All right, welcome to episode three of Just Me with R.R. Campbell. I'm going to start off by saying today that I'm going to try to, among many things, expect the unexpected. Uh, Trying to get everything set up today, even just the uh, phone here to record this, trying to get the audio set up feel like there were some uh, tricks of the light, literally, because of the angle from which the sun comes in through these windows. Between that, maybe some ghosts in the machine and perhaps my own oversights. Uh, There was a bit of a delay in getting this rolling today, but like I said, at the end of episode two, my goal today was to really try to embrace something a little more fun, something a little more lively, something that we can use to carry us into episodes four five, and beyond. So I picked some topics today that felt like they could help get us to that place. And one of those topics was to start off this idea of friends and friendship, and specifically friendship uh, for me anyway, I'll use this as our starting point, what it means to try to make and maintain friends in one's thirties. Though I suppose this is the kind of thing that you might experience Uh, After college or maybe it happens after high school if you choose to go directly into the workplace or into a vocation Whatever the case might be when you no longer have this sort of forced interaction with your Peers in terms of age anyway so my experience with all of this has been that I had a lot of friends that I came up with in say even all the way back to elementary school, middle school. Uh, we went all the way through the same high school, and then a number of us, we grew up playing soccer together. We grew up just in the same social circles for a number of different reasons. We wound up going to the same university, or at least a few of us did anyway. And we naturally hung together. That was great. I love, I love all those guys. It was a really great way to uh, maintain those relationships through college. But once you get sort of to the far side of all that, there's been this new, I was gonna say interesting or unique, and I think the idea here is that it's not necessarily unique, though hopefully it's interesting. If it is unique just to me, then whoa, what am I doing wrong? But this idea that over time, it becomes increasingly more challenging to maintain the same kind of relationship that you maintained when you were in these environments of forced proximity, and that probably happens by necessity, right? Uh, Right now, I'm actually thinking about a recent episode of Saturday Night Live. I think it was on Saturday Night Live. John Mulaney, who is a comedian I really enjoy, uh, he did, during his opening bit, something about how every song, when you are in college or when you're maybe like a teen, you hear all these songs and they're by young people and it's about how tonight is the night. Tonight is the only night that we have. And as John Mulaney goes on to say, that's no longer his experience as someone who is no longer in that age group, same as me. And what John says is you'll have a friend, something, I'm not a comedian, right? So roll with me here, but John will say something like, I'll get a text from a friend and he says, hey, what are you doing next Wednesday? And I say, sorry, I'm already booked. And your friend says, okay, maybe another time. And you won't talk to each other for six months and everything will be A-okay. And that's kind, of, that's kind of been my experience. And I've been wondering a lot about whether that just is a demonstration of how friendships change and evolve over time, particularly as, and this will come back into the notion of what it means to have and maintain friendships in one's thirties, as some people choose to do something like, say, have a family. Uh, whereas others might choose to travel the world, whereas others might get married and choose not to have children. They do something like, I don't know, live in Dane County with a couple of cats and everything is great and wonderful. Uh, no matter what the case might be, though, there are still these sort of relationships that are maintained and they hang in there over time. But those are relationships that started earlier. How How do you make how do you make new friends? And I think that's the question that I kind of want to come at today. Because what I have tried to do, for example, was when I was uh, out of school and I was living in the Madison area, I was working at a pizza place, doing delivery for a while, worked up into uh, management there, and a lot of my friends were my coworkers, right? And that was fine and good, but what was happening is that a lot of the older friends I had were moving away and eventually I reached a point where once I left again another situation of forced excuse me of forced proximity where I had all those friends at this job where was I to go what was I to do so I joined a soccer team I hadn't played soccer in a long time I was like this is going to be great I can play soccer I can make some friends I'm I'm really putting myself out there this was a really challenging thing for me to do but then what I found was I would show up to these soccer games and uh, you know, it took me a while to get back in playing shape, but I would show up to these games. And it was a good group of guys. I really like the guys that I play with, and I still play on that team to this day. It's been uh, six years now, actually. We're going on six years of playing with them. And the interesting thing though, is that in six years of almost weekly games, I have hung out with and or communicated with those guys outside of a soccer context, exactly, zero times. Question, listeners and viewers, are those guys my friends? Seriously, that's I'm, I'm actually asking that question, right? What does it mean to have friends in one's thirties? Or maybe let's just put it this way. What does it mean to have friends in general? And I think about, I don't know, like would I hang out with any of those guys in a context outside of soccer? And I say, sure, yeah, of course. But the first thing that I think of for what I would do if I were to like, I don't know, what's what's the story? How do you just invite someone to come hang out with you? I would say, hey, we have a um, you know USL league one soccer team in Madison now. So it's a professional team. They started last year. I'd say something to one of the guys on my team. Hey, I've got season tickets to go see forward Madison FC. If you guys ever wanna meet up, come to a game. That would be great. But guess what? It's still soccer. How? Do we break through that barrier? I don't know if I have an answer to that question, but it's a question that I'm going to pose to you. And I hope that whether it is in the comments on YouTube, whether that is, I don't know, uh, in the podcast world, I don't have a website for all of these yet. Maybe I will at some point, but I do hope you'll let me know. Is this your experience? Would those people be your friends? Do you have friends or maybe not friends or whatever you would call them like that in your own life? And what's your relationship like to them? I genuinely, want to know. And one thing that I'm trying to figure out now too is very happily this last week, it was actually the day after I recorded episode two, I joined for the first time a D&D campaign, Dungeons and Dragons, right? And if you're watching this on video, you're watching me kind of search around right now for something on my desk, which I seem to have misplaced which is a real bummer because I was hoping to kind of show off what this led to, but we'll go with the story first. And if they show up, they show up. Uh, The idea here is that I wanted to get in on a Dungeons and Dragons campaign for a really long time. I was a weekly listener to the Harmontown podcast forever and a day while that was going on. And especially in the early days of that podcast, they were really great about having in a celebrity guest or something and they'd spend the final hour playing quote unquote, Dungeons and Dragons. It was meant to be this sort of um, not true, true the rules, 100% kind of thing, but it seemed like they were having a lot of fun. And I thought, well, this would be a really great way to not only meet some new people or to try to find ways to maintain connections with friends I already have, but it would also be a fantastic way to maintain and develop storytelling chops, right? Because in my work as an author i mean mind you when i was listening to some of this stuff this was before i had any books published this was before i probably had short stories published i was like i really would like to one make friends two continue to develop as a storyteller and three get back in touch with improv which is something that i did a lot of back in middle school and high school but finally at long last after years of thinking about it after years of hearing from people who are like oh yeah we got this campaign we play on this day of the week we'll totally let you know Another thing that happens all the time. Uh, We'll totally let you know. And even if people are genuinely saying they will, it slips their mind or they don't have room in their campaign, whatever the case is. But finally, folks, got in on a campaign last week and I am thrilled because this was something that I can say genuinely for the first time out of, I, I don't know how long it's been. I can genuinely say that I had fun doing something. You might hear that and go, that's really sad. What do you mean you don't have fun? Fun to me is a word like friend or friends. I am not entirely sure most of the time what either of those things mean. I'll give you some examples. When I am interviewing guests on one of my RightsCast Network podcasts, it is not uncommon after the interview concludes and I stop recording for me and the guest to chat for five minutes, for 10 minutes, I've had some really great conversations with people where we continue to talk for 45 minutes or an hour. It's longer than the actual interview was, and that's always a really incredible experience. And I'll walk away from that feeling really refreshed. I'll feel energized. I'm kind of excited to get back into life. It feels nice to have established a connection, but what those guests will say, and this has happened more than once, they'll say, hey, thanks a lot. I had a lot of fun. And I think to myself, was that what fun is? I, it might seem, if you're listening to this in the podcast version, that maybe you can't quite capture the energy that maybe the video is capturing here. but I hope that the I hope that how mystified I am by this notion of fun is coming across because all of the times that people said things like, this was a lot of fun, I thought, was it? And I don't mean that in an insulting way. I don't mean that in a I didn't enjoy myself way. Like I said, I felt very refreshed, very energized, and ready to take on whatever remained in the rest of the day. But fun? I'll tell you what fun was. Fun was being invited to go play Dungeons & Dragons with a bunch of people I didn't know. I only knew one person in the group and only kind of tangentially. I had the opportunity to be creative beforehand in creating a character that uh, is a furball. Warlock, which yes, I know a lot of people are like, a Warlock, shouldn't it be a Druid? I don't know, I don't know enough to know. That's how little I know. I know a little, but I know enough to be mildly dangerous. And what I ended up finding though, was as we showed up to this group, because my wife and I are both playing with these guys, there was, there was naturally some nervousness, right? You're walking into someone's home, they have a really cool cat. Hi Bean, if Bean you're watching this video or listening to the podcast, Bean is a great cat. Uh, the hosts were incredibly hospitable. But what I loved about all of it was how welcoming the people were and how they made you feel right away as if you were part of that group. And I thought to myself, not at the time, but on the drive home, after three hours passed in the sort of blink of an eye, and I was able to get, you know, my feet wet, I was able to have a lot of a little bit of fun introducing this character to them, learning more about their characters. I was driving home and I thought I had fun tonight and it felt like I was with friends and that was really special and I'm really upset with myself for using the word special right now for reasons that uh, though I know my wife will never watch these or listen to the audio not because she doesn't support me but because understandably it can be really strange to listen to people you know or watch them on video at least it is for her but uh me using the word special is something that uh, we have someone in our lives who uses the word special to describe everything and so it undercuts the use of the word generally speaking it's kind of a um it's, it's a bit of a trigger word to go special really but it was i i hardly ever use a word like special and so i really i really need to embrace that in this case because i left that night and they had said, okay, here are some things you can do in the next two weeks before we play again to get yourself more up on the rules, to make your character maybe a little more prepared for the adventure because they're they're all level five characters. I was walking in with level one, as was my wife, and they were very accommodating about saying, okay, you've been granted immortality today because there's no way you're going to make it through unless you're in a position to, um, I don't know, just just go at it, you know, get really get your feet wet, as I've said a couple of times but that they were so accommodating and that i was able to feel so welcome it was truly a special thing and i still am not entirely sure how to generally speaking define fun and to or how i would generally speaking define friendship but it was really reassuring to me to be able to know that i could feel those things again and in general and in a context where maybe i wasn't expecting to feel it so What I am hoping a takeaway can be today for myself going forward here and hopefully for you watching this and tuning in is that sometimes you have to be willing to put yourself out there as I kind of did with soccer years ago when I just signed up as an independent player for a team of strangers. And sometimes... It might not always lead to the sort of all right. Well, I've got this new circle of friends I hang out with. I still, of course, love doing that. I go every week. I'm now joining another team. I have a men's team and I've got a co-ed team and all of that's great. But you have to be willing to keep trying, right? Keep putting yourself out there. Keep making honest attempts to engage with other people. And maybe part of what that is all about is defining friendship for ourselves. Defining friendships for ourselves and how we are going to define that friendship relative to individuals, as maybe opposed to what we can just slap a sticker on and say, is friendship, say. And sort of beyond that then too, well, what's fun? Maybe fun is a different thing in a bunch of different contexts. Fun, when I'm playing soccer, is when I'm not feeling especially winded, but I'm still feeling challenged by the, the flow of play, Fun is the moment where the ball leaves your foot and it has not gone in the goal, but you could just tell the way that it hit your foot that that's the one. You just have those moments. Maybe you have it in any sport, but it you just make contact with the game in such a special way that you know, there's that word special again, but you know that that joy is going to be right there, not only for yourself, but for the rest of your team. Maybe that's what fun is there. Maybe fun in D&D is walking in and being this sort of mystic uh, furball warlock named reese and your whole shtick is that you believe in the way and it is a great and mysterious force and you're very deadpan and you just use it to screw with people all of the time kind of fun for me and kind of fun for them to try and tease out who this character was so friendship and fun feels like an episode of spongebob doesn't it at least an old one. They did the "F is for Friends song that I don't know if I can sing on this because I who's gonna owe, who's gonna owe royalties to someone. But that's what I've been thinking about a lot this week, and I'll certainly be carrying that with me going forward. Here, I actually did have a few other topics that I wanted to cover this week, but as I'm looking at the timestamp on the recording, I'm noticing that we are kind of coming up on the 20-minute-ish target that I was hoping to stick to for all of these episodes. So perhaps rather than introduce an entirely new angle to this conversation, maybe we will set aside what it is that I intended on bringing forward, and I'll talk about that in episode four, episode five, if it fits, wherever the case might be. I know that if you're listening right now, if you stuck with me for these first three episodes, I really do want to thank you. I know that in episode one i mean we all know what episode one was i maybe we don't know what episode one was and that's kind of the i won't say issue with it but it was something unto itself right episode two we went down a very particular path i do feel as though that was very cathartic for me and perhaps in your own reflections on grief and on all the other topics we talked about maybe that was cathartic for you too and if it was i'd love to hear from you and here now in episode three i really did want to provide a, an open space to sort of wax poetic or to muse on something that gives us a little bit more of a positive sense of momentum going forward because of course with the first three episodes all coming out on one day there's going to be a natural bit of a lull until the later parts of this week when you get episodes four and five so I do hope that you'll have an opportunity to pause and reflect on this sort of positivity that I want to carry forward into future episodes. And we'll of course see what it is we get in episodes four, in episodes five, and those that come after when they start coming out regularly on Thursdays. But I want to let you know that this is a place that I want to use not only to explore for my own sake, but for you as well. So as I mentioned earlier in all of this, please do leave a comment on YouTube. Please do shoot me an email. We'll go ahead and use my author email. It's rrcampbellwrites at gmail.com. You can reach me there. You can head to rrcampbellwrites.com, go through the contact page, whatever the case might be. Or actually, I did create an email uh, address for this in particular. You can also use just me with rr at gmail.com. It'll all go to the same place, whichever one is easiest for you to remember. But let me know, how are you feeling after the first three episodes? What is it that you're thinking about? And what is it that you would like to see us explore a little bit more going forward? And of course, thank you for having tuned in. Like I have mentioned a little earlier, at least hinted at, we'll have episodes four and five up later this week. You can always stay in touch with me on Twitter. You can stay in touch with me on Instagram. I have the same handle both places, and that is at I am RR Campbell and make sure you subscribe if you're watching this on youtube subscribe if you are listening on apple podcast please leave a rating and review if you would be so kind that would really mean a lot to me and uh thank you as always for joining me for another episode of just me with rr campbell we'll bring it all the way back to episode one as we close out episode three here with the mantra that i'm hoping we can continue to embody going forward and that is live unscripted live unedited and live unafraid